0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the sports beat with Richard Holdridge. And I know that I have not started the intro music. I have not you're not used to hearing my uplifting voice this morning to start my show, and it's because it's not it's not an uplifted morning at all. Last night in the Buffalo Bills Cincinnati Bengals game, Damar Hamlin collapsed on the field. He was taken to the UC Medical Center at the University of Cincinnati and he is still in critical condition this morning and it's been a really rough night and first of all just prayers go out to him and his family and as a sports fan you never want to see that it's heartbreaking it absolutely is heartbreaking it it really puts life into perspective and that there's more to life and football and I just said a prayer, and I really cherish life right now because there is really nothing else that matters. This was a big game, and a lot of eyeballs were on this game. This was one of those games where it could have determined playoff seedings in the AFC. They've suspended the game indefinitely. And the Buffalo Bills players have gone back to Buffalo. And right now at this point, playing this football game does not matter. And during the game, the players all agreed, we're not playing this game. That is the right move. Now, as a broadcaster, I really was going back and forth on whether or not to do a show this morning. In fact, I was going to text the station manager at WQEE, can you just please play a replay show? I really did, but as a member of the media, sometimes you have to broadcast things like this that happen. In the approximately 35 years that I've been watching football, I've never seen anything like this, and for those of you that don't know what happened in the first quarter of the game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, the Bengals had a seven-to-three lead, and they were moving the football. T. Higgins was tackled by rookie safety Demar Hamlin. Looked like it was a routine tackle, and he actually got up quickly, and then collapsed. The medical aid gave him CPR. They did restore his heart, and right now, the latest word. And I'm this is going to air on at two o'clock, and I'm trying to give you the latest updated status on safety DeMar Hamlin because you know I am doing this early in the morning here on this Tuesday January the 3rd and it's really hard it's really hard to do this show but I know that we all love sports I love football but right now it doesn't matter right now let's just hope for the best news possible that DeMar Hamlin, a 24-year-old young man in the prime of his life, could wake up from this and live a normal life. We've seen scary injuries on the field all the time. Just recently, Tua Tungavailova, Ryan Shazier a couple years ago, we've never witnessed anything like this. And I know that sometimes, you know, I try not to get emotional But as a broadcaster, you've got to keep it professional. And what can you say as a broadcaster that's not going to be insensitive? First of all, the first thought that comes out of your mind should not be, are they going to finish this game? That does not matter right now. Yes, there will be a season. It will go on. We just don't know when. We don't know if they are going to just postpone this game and it Ends in a tie where the Bills and the Bengals play 16 games. We have no idea. And it's really not the thought process on everybody's mind. And, you know, I was, as I was doing my show prep, I was preparing to talk about Tulane and USC, how Tulane came back from a 14 point deficit, talking about LSU's dominance over Purdue. Talking about the Rose Bowl, which was right before this game, Penn State winning the Rose Bowl, and then Mississippi State, an emotional win for their late head coach, Mike Leach. There's just so much sports to talk about this morning, and it is all secondary right now. It is all secondary. And of course, this is going to be a very short, condensed show, because I really don't want to get into the details about this. But what I'm going to do is, while I get here on the air, um, I do plan on having a show later tonight at Ivy Park. Then I will, uh, that will be it for the week. Uh, Monday show, we'll preview the national championship, Georgia versus TCU. And I, I got to tell you, this is hard. This is absolutely hard. I don't know how I can do this show but uh i just i appreciate all the support hopefully we'll have better news later today but i i ask of you i know this is going to be aired at two just we don't know the status of where it's going to be at two because i'm recording this a lot earlier in the day but please say a prayer for demar hamlin I'd ask all of you just to hold your family just a little bit tighter this morning. And then I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about Twitter and what I've been seeing on Twitter all night because Twitter gives you the most updated news and it's starting to become disturbing what I'm seeing on Twitter. First of all, you should not be sharing that video. That is as disturbing as it was. I actually watched the video luckily espn turned away from the video they did a phenomenal job with the broadcast because this never happened before they had to be professional and just keep it going because they didn't really know if this game was going to be temporarily suspended and they would play it later in the night when they made the decision that they were going to suspend it for the night they could go ahead and end the broadcast or something but that was very disturbing. Uh, I want to talk about Skip Bayless because I respect Skip Bayless as a journalist. Uh, he's getting trashed on Twitter this morning. They're calling for Fox Sports to fire him because of a insensitive tweet. Was it insensitive? Absolutely. But it wasn't a fireable offense. He tweeted approximately 10 hours ago, and I'm reading this tweet verbatim. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how, this late in the season, a game of this magnitude is critical to the regular season outcome, suddenly seems so irrelevant. When I first read this tweet, I don't think it's bad. I just think that if you don't like Skip Bayless, it's easy to just single him out and say, oh, he's being insensitive because he cares more about the game than the safety of DeMar Hamlin. That is absolutely not true. In fact, he came back and said, nothing is more important than the young man's health. That was the point of my last tweet. He did not delete that tweet, by the way. And, you know, you're entitled to free speech. I'm sorry if it was misunderstood, but his health is all that matters. Again, everything else is irrelevant. I prayed for him, and I will continue to. I'm glad that Skip Bayless sent that last tweet because it clarifies that he was not talking about how important that game is because it wasn't this was a big regular season game Corey and i when we were making our picks last week we said this was the game of the year there was a lot of viewers you had a lot of viewers that were watching the rose bowl and they were continuing to watch this game a lot of people had a federal holiday they were off yesterday and so it was very hard to watch that and to think That this game should continue. Anyway, this is going to be a tough transition to switch gears to talking about other sports, but we do have a show. The Atlanta Hawks lose to the Golden State Warriors in double overtime. Donovan Mitchell scores 71 points, and we did have some bowl games last night. And, you know, I'm going to preview the national championship between Georgia and TCU. Remember, I'm only going to have three shows this week, I'm not going to have a show on Thursday or Friday. And then Monday's show, will preview the national championship between Georgia and TCU at SoFi Stadium. Let's start with the bowl games because it was such an emotional win by the Mississippi State Bulldogs to win that game for their late head coach, Mike Leach, over Illinois in dramatic fashion. Coach Leach would love that. 19-10, to it got a little crazy toward the end. A 60-yard fumble return by Marcus Banks. Mississippi State gets their ninth win. And it was just a great moment for the Mississippi State Bulldogs to honor their late head coach. And I really hope that Zach Arnett gets the job full-time because he really maintained his composure filling in. That is the hardest thing to do, to fill in for a coach who has passed away during the season. But Coach Arnett did a great job. The craziest game was Tulane in USC. I cannot believe Tulane, who only won two games last year, they win the Cotton Bowl, and once again a non-Power 5 school shows up in the biggest stage, and Tulane was down 45-30. to They come all the way back with six seconds left to go. Alex Bauman, a six-yard pass from Michael Pratt, and the Tulane Green Wave get a huge win over USC and another double-digit lead blown by Lincoln Riley. Remember, he blew that 31-17 lead over Georgia in the Rose Bowl a couple years ago. But a great win for the Green Wave. All right, LSU, they continued their dominance, taking on teams from other conferences, 63-7. to seven. I think the LSU, that is one of those bowl games that's going to catapult the LSU Tigers, to be one of the top 10 teams in college football next season. Because you look at their losses, Texas A&M was an anomaly. Florida State was in the beginning of the season. They got blown out by Tennessee, but that was when Tennessee was hot. And then they lose to Georgia in the SEC championship. LSU was right there as one of the top teams in college football. And their future is bright. Garrett Nussmeyer, who's only a freshman, is going to be the quarterback of the future. And good luck to him. I know I'm, I'm excited about that. Penn State getting a big win over the Utah Utes in the Rose Bowl. And Penn State gets 11 wins. Head coach James Franklin has just got a great program. And their only two losses were to Michigan and Ohio State. And I didn't really talk much about Tennessee and Clemson last week, but Tennessee getting 11 wins for the first time since 2001. That is impressive. I think next year. I think that Tennessee is going to be competing for the SEC East right up there with Georgia. All right, so Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and Jameer Gibbs have all made it official. They have all declared to enter the 2023 NFL Draft. Bryce Young is expected to be the number one overall pick. Right now, the Houston Texans would have that pick. And Will Anderson is projected to be the number two overall pick in the NFL Draft. And the Chicago Bears could definitely use a pass rusher. They were not all that great on defense. And how about the Alabama Crimson Tide possibly having the first two picks of the NFL draft go number 1 and number 2? Then Jameer Gibbs, what a blessing. This running back from Georgia Tech entering the transfer portal and having a great season for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And Alabama is going to be back next year. They got a pretty easy schedule. They have the number one recruiting class. Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide are not going anywhere. Last night in the NBA, you had the Knicks beating the Suns one hundred and two to eighty three. You had the Lakers beating the Hornets one twenty one to one fifteen. The Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Chicago Bulls one forty five to one thirty four in overtime. Donovan Mitchell makes history, breaks the Cavs' all time scoring record for a single game with seventy one points. And what a great performance by Donovan Mitchell. The Indiana Pacers, they are starting to look like a playoff team in the East. They defeat the Raptors 122-114. The 76ers beat the Pelicans 120-111. to You had the Brooklyn Nets. How about those Nets? 12 straight games that they have won. And they are peaking at the right time, beating the Spurs 139-103. to So anytime you have two superstars playing at the highest level... That's the key ingredients to win a championship. And Ben Simmons is a very good role player as far as an on-ball defender. And I think that Brooklyn needed to make a coaching change. Jock Vaughn has got in there, and Brooklyn is now a title contender. I think the Brooklyn Nets are the odds-on favorites to win the NBA title. Can they beat Boston in a seven-game series? Absolutely. Because Brooklyn has two future Hall of Famers. You got KD and Kyrie. When Kyrie's playing at this level, there's really no stopping Brooklyn. You got the Dallas Mavericks beating the Houston Rockets, 111 to 106. The Minnesota Timberwolves they knock off the best team in the West, 124 to 111. All right, so the Atlanta Hawks they go up to the Chase Center in San Francisco. They lose to the Golden State Warriors, but it was a very well contested game. This game took place at 10 o'clock at night on NBA TV. The Warriors were able to win 143-141. to But this is the valiant effort that you want to see from your Hawks. A team that is going to fight with the defending champions. They're playing in a hostile environment in Golden State. And the Warriors usually don't lose at home. So I was actually more impressed with the loss. And it's going to get tougher because they have to go up to the Golden 1 Center. They just got to travel up I-80 and go up to Sacramento. And so I'm familiar with this area because it's my old neck of the woods. They're taking on the Keens for part of this road swing. They're going to take on the Keens on Wednesday, taking on the Lakers on Friday, and then the Clippers on Sunday. A nice West Coast trip. And if you are a Georgia fan and a Hawks fan, if you make it out to California early, just go out and see the Hawks taking on either the Lakers or the Clippers that weekend. And wrapping up the NBA scores, the Trailblazers beat the Detroit Pistons one thirty-five to one hundred six. The Miami Heat defeated the Clippers one ten to one hundred. College basketball, after UConn being dropped by Xavier the other week, Purdue is still the unanimous number one. Although UConn does have one vote, Houston is ranked number two. The defending NCAA champions, Kansas. Is ranked three. UConn drops all the way down to four. Arizona is five. Texas is six. The Alabama Crimson Tide is number seven. Tennessee is number eight. Gonzaga, the first team with three losses, is number nine. And the UCLA Bruins at number 10. This is my favorite time of the year for college basketball because we get into conference play. I mean, this is just about as good as the conference tournaments and And we fill out the brackets in March. I love January because football is winding down, and you got some key matchups in some of the biggest conferences in college basketball. Today we do have some pretty good top twenty-five matchups, including the Alabama Crimson Tide taking on Ole Miss. You got Mississippi State taking on Tennessee. Mississippi State and Tennessee both eleven and two. I love college basketball. I love the upsets. I love the season that the New Mexico Lobos are having. 14-0, and they are ranked 21st in the country. The Georgia Bulldogs, they're taking on the Auburn Tigers tomorrow. Georgia off to a hot start, 10-3. They have exceeded their expectations. And good luck to the Georgia Bulldogs taking on an Auburn Tigers team led by head coach Bruce Pearl. You know he's going to get them playing hard. That is always a great sign when you have competitive SEC games that are regional games. The Georgia State Panthers, they're taking on Louisiana Monroe. They are eight and six. You know, I was in Atlanta this morning and I drove right by that state-of-the-art Georgia State Arena. That looks incredible. You could see it just outside the freeway on the connector when you're getting on 20. And, i love georgia state basketball i think that what they have done over the years you know losing ron hunter as your head coach i mean that is tough but georgia state is one of those teams that competes in the sun belt and should be making the ncaa tournament just about every year but as i was up in atlanta for the majority of my new years i thought to myself how much i missed this place i lived in atlanta from 2006 to 2015. And I was a huge supporter of Kennesaw State Athletics. I went to several Kennesaw State basketball games, including the biggest upset in Kennesaw State history when they beat Georgia Tech back in 2010. And Kennesaw State is one of those teams that I just want to see do good. They got the win last night at the Convocation Center, 79-75. to And they are 10-5 and on the season. So, Kennesaw State, looking pretty good. They're taking on North Florida this Thursday. And I think that they can compete in the Atlantic Sun. Right now, they are 2-0 in the Atlantic Sun with Liberty and Florida Gulf Coast. And Stetson. So, all those teams are 2-0. The dream is still alive for Kennesaw State to make it to the NCAA tournament for the first time in school history. Wouldn't that be something? Because they have a very good fan base. Kennesaw State is one of those schools – In the north of metro Atlanta area that has a large enrollment, a lot of alumni, and they just love Owl Athletics. All right, so I just want to remind everybody that I will have my national championship preview show on Monday. And this is my early predictions for Georgia and TCU. Georgia is favored by 13 points. TCU, what an incredible run that they have had. They are the first non-traditional power to make it to the national championship since, I want to say, Virginia Tech back in 1999. Now, TCU has had some great runs. They do have two national championships under their belt, but it was in the 1930s. TCU used to be in the Southwest Conference. They were with the SMUs, the Texas A&Ms, Texas, Baylor. Back in the 80s, when the Southwest Conference was a juggernaut, this was the power conference in college football. And TCU was part of that conference. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the documentaries, the Pony Excess, the SMU death penalty scandal. I mean, TCU was a part of that conference. And then they go to Conference USA, they go to the WAC, they go to the Mountain West. TCU, when they were in the Mountain West, back in 2010, had an incredible run, an undefeated season, led by quarterback Andy Dalton, and they upset the Wisconsin Badgers, and that was one of those games where TCU had a couple votes for P final number one. I mean, it was an unclaimed national championship, but, you know, it goes in the record books. I mean, when you look at their history, it actually is part of the record books. But Georgia has an opportunity to win back-to-back national championships for the first time since 2011 and 2012 when Alabama did it with A.J. McCarron at quarterback. Stetson Bennett is the reason why the Georgia Bulldogs are here. You have to remember Stetson Bennett is a 6th year senior. He is 25 years old. He's the same age as Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Stetson Bennett is a man playing amongst boys. And that is the truth. He's 25. He's playing against 19 and 20 year olds. When you get to that age you get mature and your physical attributes, you know, they are actually a little bit better and you also have better self-awareness. Right now, it seems like he is an NFL-ready quarterback that is making great decisions with the football and he is older. So he is playing with a bunch of 19 to 20 year olds. The question is, we can't, Call Georgia a dynasty just yet? Is Georgia a dynasty? That's the question. But we can't call them a dynasty just yet because I want to see Georgia win a national championship without Stetson bidding at quarterback. I don't think Georgia's going to three-peat next year. If they win the national championship this year, they should be preseason AP number one. But I still think you have Alabama, LSU, Tennessee. I looked at Georgia's schedule next year. Their non-conference opponents are actually not that tough. They got to go to Tennessee. They got to go to Auburn. And they host Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss in Athens. Some tough games. Georgia does have a little bit of a tough schedule, but we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, I was able to get through the show. I mean, it was hard. Just say a prayer for DeMar Hamlin and his family right now. There's just nothing harder than to do a show when you have something like this that happens in a game of that magnitude and while i'm trying to close out the show i want to try to see if there is the latest update i actually have my twitter page open i'm looking at my news feed i'm actually getting ready to go on the air with ryan o'neill at 99.1 so what's going to happen now as i'm actually listening to espn right now and trying to get the latest update i'm going to go ahead and close this show i'm going to run this show for about 30 minutes the rest of the hour we're going to play the best of show and it's going to be a part of a condensed show that i did yesterday so stay tuned for that and after that it will be time for Braves Country Baseball with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. I got to tell you, thank you so much for just listening. This has really been tough. This is one of the toughest days in my broadcasting career. And I I love doing this, but I'm not trying to make it all about me. Please understand where my heart is. I am a religious person. I said a ton of prayers last night for Damar Hamlin and his family. I know that he could pull through this with the strength of God, and just we are all united and praying for DeMar Hamlin, and right now the game of football does not matter. I mean, I've been saying that to myself all night last night, so don't forget that I have my live show at Ivy tonight. That is going to air on Wednesday show, and then Thursday and Friday is going to be a best of show's And then I will see you back Monday as we preview the national championship between Georgia and TCU. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. Say a prayer for DeMar Hamlin and his family, please, right now. And and hopefully we'll have better news. And I will talk to you later. Bye, everybody. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m., Monday through Friday, this is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.